You're listening to the Borderliners Podcast, where we interview peripheral characters from the fringes of Israeli society and show you a different side to life in the Holy Land. Subscribe using your favorite podcatcher or visit us online at borderlinerspod.com. And now, the interview. Ellie Shabbos and Nina went to preschool together in Cleveland. Ellie grew up in a family that borders on ultra-Orthodox, though clearly Ellie has gone his own way. Moving to Israel and living his best life, that of a musician, he supplemented his income by working gigs like cleaning out Nina's mother's storage locker. Now Ellie has a what he calls stable job as a graphic designer for a sketchy Jerusalem company that used to sell sex toys online. Introducing Ellie Shabbos. Wow. What what an introduction. Yeah. You guys hit hit it to the core. Well, we like to oh, incredible. Um thank people for, for taking the insult of being interviewed on the podcast. So. Ah, this is great, by the way. I'm so excited to be here. Great. We're excited to have you. Uh, we're big we're big into corporate sounding introductions now. It's part of our sort of uh, that was like, uh rebranding professionalism. Yeah. I'd also like to clarify that it the the start the Jerusalem company is not actually sketchy at the moment i think it was it was recovering uh, sketchy recovery yeah, i think that's what their marketing person said to say right um it's not uh, sketchy. our lawyer our lawyers were and sex toys is a euphemism mm. it's it's For... certainly not no we used to sell sex toys but uh but now we're, we're we, we've gone down the uh, the straight and narrow we saw the light you know i think that could be a, a good jumping off point ali because i think the main thing that we want to get to i mean we obviously have our own agenda if you i'm sure you listened to the last episode where we got to the crux of tayback and after 40 minutes presenting herself as kind of a philanthropic person feeding cats we ascertain that she's actually perpetuating a huge social problem in jerusalem so <laughs> well I, I think that was a fair conclusion from the last episode was is that you know i did not catch i didn't i did not catch that last episode was i didn't realize i had homework to do yeah that's disappointing um, yeah i mean i can't believe you didn't catch it we did so much marketing and push I understand. Push. a lot of people she, fed, she that was her, that was her thing that it was like that was her intro she's, like, she's, she's a crazy known. cat lady so basically um basically her intro was oh, let's see if i have it here oh i happen to have it here her intro was um because i personally thought that that was a rapper when i saw it, it was like tabak like maybe he's like oh that could be tabak. a good rap name but no, it's a, it's a cat. Basically, lady. she Crazy feeds she feeds and cares for a huge, for like a lot of the cats in Jerusalem, Oy. and um, she. I don't believe she's part of the problem. I think she's part of the solution, but you know, <laughs> I'm thinking there are those yeah. that, Holocaust that, jokes that, there, but uh, yeah. Unfortunately, not the, the final solution. Yeah, yeah, the overwhelming majority of listeners disagree with Neen, unfortunately. But <laughs> Ellie, so maybe listeners. maybe let's just con- conjure up an image of you for those who for those listeners who are around the world and they can't see you. So you're you're best known as the man wearing a mask playing gigs in an underground Russian bar in Jerusalem. It's a, yeah, it's a niche. It's a niche, but it's I, a, but, it's I, a but, niche. I but I felt it. Yeah, uh, you know, I used to be in a rock band with uh, two friends of mine. We were all short. And and uh, the question we got asked was, "What makes your band different than every other band?" And I was like, "All the members are under five four. Wow, you're under five four. I'm five three. All Some right. change. I too am under five four. Mini kiss. That was that was. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so work with these guys, and they're like, "Man, you guys are like mini kiss." I'm like, yes. That's about the money. That's yeah. How'd you feel about that one? Uh, how did I feel? I thought it was funny. <laughs> okay, uh, good. What are you gonna do? A midget is actually legally uh, below four ten. Yeah. So I think it depends of, on the state. Out of, out of midget territory. <laughs> depends on the state. I think so. Some some midget some legal midget. I don't know. I've heard under five feet. I understand. 
in any event, whether, whether, whether you're a legal major or not, I think the question <laughs> that a lot of us are interested in knowing is That's exactly who you yeah. really are. Because as he said, everyone knows, everyone knows that Ellie Shabbos in front of the mask. Mm. Few people have dived deep and gotten to know the Ali Shabbos behind the mask. And that's so what we'll we'd do. like to find out, find out today. Let's do it. Let's dive in. All right. You ready for your first question? Yeah. Is that the format? Is that how we're, we're, we're going to, we're just going to, it's just like we're shooting, shooting questions. Shooting questions like shooting bullets. Ba bam, bam. Let's do it. Yeah. Call me John Wayne. Um, one of your recent creative outlets has been jamming on Facebook Live with your guitar. Yes. And, and you get lyric suggestions from your audience. Mm-hmm. When did you realize that you could freestyle singer slash songwrite? When did I realize that? Um, it wasn't really a realization. It was just kind of a thing, I guess. I mean, I've uh, I've been humming and singing my entire life in the shower, on the way to school, things of that nature. But I mean, uh, it was it was really actually it was more so of like a. a a test to see. First of all, going on Facebook Live can be very nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like this weird phenomenon where you're you're literally getting butterflies about it, uh, like shooting a video on a on a on a small screen, right? And and uh, there's no one there, but everyone's there, and you're like, oh god, what if I act stupid on Facebook Live? Um, and then of course you do act stupid, and which is act, great. Yeah, yeah, and then you just do it, and then it does. You know, people forget about it. I think I caught you once on Facebook Live when I was on Facebook. And and did you enjoy it? It's kind of dystopian, actually. When you're, because, you know, when we used to live <laughs> close together, so you were just up the road, but you had all, there was all the distance between us as if you were in, you know, you could have been across across the world, in fact. I was I was in a, uh, I was in a basement. You are in a basement. I was in yeah. a pit. I, I did live in a pit for <laughs> oh, a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, ho- I'd ho- seen that pit. Hopefully you have better... Your accommodation has improved. In I have windows. I have windows. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got windows. Although it was nice. It was nice because it was always cool. In the wintertime, it was it was warm. In the summertime, it was cool. But it was it was a a. Uh, it was a roof over your head, most importantly. And it was it was an old uh, mikvah. That's what it used to be. Mm. Oh, cool. That was the whole. Not a cistern. A cistern mikvah. Same diff. Yeah. Ellie, maybe we could just back up for a moment and uh, just get some basic uh, outline out of the way because, you know, before before we, we get behind the mask and figure out why, why you're wearing a mask and, and do all that kind of stuff. So how, how do, you know, what brought you to Israel? How long have you been here? And where, where did you originally come from? Dan, great questions. Mm-hmm. Where did I it's originally? just basic groundwork. I understand. Um, Psychological groundwork. Before. He went we're, to journalism school, actually. We're, 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 we're laying the foundations for later. Later, uh, deeper. Ooh, wow. Okay, great. Okay, so I came to Israel at this point six years ago. I was living in Cleveland, Ohio, up until the age of 27. I came from, as you said, borderline ultra-Orthodox <laughs> family. Um, I like to say that my dad wears a charcoal hat, but we watched MTV. Um, hmm. In any case, uh, after uh, Yeshiva, I came back to Cleveland and uh, kind of started doing my own thing. And played in in like a bunch of started going to this open mic night, and that was like the beginning of my my musical uh, um, whatever uh, what is it journey I guess, and uh, met a bunch of people, met a lot of non Jews. It's the first time I was oh hanging gosh. out with non Jews, and then I joined this band that was on the west side of Cleveland. I never been to the west side of Cleveland. All the Jews were on the east side of Cleveland, and um, it was like this punk band. We used to play like uh, Nirvana esque 
grungy music. I was in that band for a while. Baffle Gab, you can check yep. us on. I think I think a lot of people talk about the the west side of Cleveland's grunge scene. I think that's a known <laughs> thing. Certainly, certainly. They have good falafel. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, I suppose it was before grunge was cool. Is, is grunge cool now? I feel like it maybe is. It goes through phases. I don't know. I kind of felt I was like, oh man, Nirvana, really? Uh, but um, anyways, so I was in that band for, for like four years. Uh, and, and in the meantime, I was like, you're not really religious or observant. And so I was like playing gigs in Shabbat and I'd have to sneak out, uh, and, uh, stay at friends' house, friends' houses and this and that. And, um, and then I had like, uh, my non-Jewish girlfriend as well. Uh, a boyfriend is what we call it. Uh, and she was great. Um, and then that ended and then I quit the bands. And, um, I was like, tw- yeah, I was 27 and I was like, I don't know what the hell to do, man. I was like working at a, as a manager in a medical supply warehouse and it was good money, but it was Cleveland, Ohio. And it, it kind of was like a dead end. It felt like, so I was like, oh, maybe I'll go to New York or LA or Israel. And then, um, I was talking to my dad and I was like, I kind of just want to go to kibbutz. He's like, you should just go to a kibbutz. Nice. And I did. And then went to the kibbutz, Stale Yahoo, represent. That's right. I went to Ainan Atziv. Ah, you're right down the road. Yeah, but not at the same time. I understand. Mm-hmm. So I got there, and I was supposed to be there for three months. And then they were like, uh, we're, we're ending the program after a month. I was there for a month. They're like, we're ending the program. Am I going on for too long? No, oh. this is interesting. Okay. Why? Yeah. So, so I get there, and they're like, hey, uh, after the, fir- the first month, they're like, hey, by the way, we're ending the program, so you got to find something else to do. I'm like, I just flew like 6,000 miles to be here for the next two months. I was expecting to be there for like seven months. And um, and so I just stayed and I worked for two months. And then the lady who was in charge was like, what are you doing next week? Right? It was like the last one. I was like, I think I'm going to stay. She's like, it's not nice what you're doing. What? Like, yeah. Those were her exact words. It's not nice. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go then. And the next day I just picked up all my shit and I left. She's like, you didn't have to leave so abruptly. I'm like... <laughs> you okay so we don't curse on this podcast no nah, i cursed you nah, i'm just joking okay. we don't care in any case so that's that so then i lived with my friend in his basement for six months while i uh i couldn't work legally so i used to paint and then try to sell my paintings on a ben yehuda what i didn't know you paint yeah well yeah i did for a time i still do but I also yeah. used to, right? That's like a Mitch Hedberg joke. It's like I used to do drugs. I still do, Just but still. Uh, I used to. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, so I did that, and then I went back to America, got the free flight, and uh, came back. Yeah. And why did I make Aliyah? Because I was like, well, what's the worst that can happen? Lumi, and my kids have to do the army. That's about it. So It's it true. seemed like a pretty good bet. Yeah. And thus far, it's And been still having good. to pay taxes in the U.S., Right, that's a thing. That is definitely a thing I've. God not, bless America. I've not neglected to do. If anyone yeah, from the either by government is listening, mm, the IRS has been known to. Uh, yeah. Wiretap the borderliners. Yeah, I love how they uh, how they how they care so much about taking taxes from someone who lives below the poverty line. <laughs> like, yeah. You're not paying taxes. Really. Hey, that, let's just uh, let's just maybe go a bit further into your employment uh, trajectory. Exactly. Because Great. Where 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 are you now? I mean, okay, let, let's not name the company, but um, you've kind of fallen into this. I don't know, like fallen, and maybe that's negative, but you've kind of trans- <laughs> transitioned, segued in, pivoted in. You could say 
you've you've pivoted into graphics design. So how did you get there and uh, what's up with this company that it was once selling sex toys online? So is it a, is it's a, it's a sex toy company or it's it's that's not its no that would be primary that, line that would be interesting. Is that it be... drop shipping? Maybe that's what the sex toys were, but uh, but uh, it's a uh, it's a cosmetics company. It's in the cosmetics field. I won't mm-hmm. get in too much too much detail. I legally am not allowed to. I signed a non disclosure. Precluded. Uh, um, but I actually went to college for like a, a semester in graphic design, and then I quit. And then I and then I did uh, recording engineering. Finished that, uh, and then um, I didn't do much with that. But I. Um, and then, uh, like I've always been interested in art and all that and all that kind of jazz. And then I came to Israel and uh, I was doing all these odd jobs. I had a friend who hooked me up with one of these um, uh, groups that they basically give you like a yo meat, like they'll pay you four hundred. It was four hundred shekels for a day back then. I don't think I'd do that anymore. But uh, it was like ten hours, four hundred shekels. Oh wow! And you would go someplace in Bumblefuck Israel and do whatever the job was. So, uh, like I wrote to you, like one time it was. Uh, in Cholon, we did. We were like the water boys for the uh, Israeli basketball All Star game. Oh yeah! <laughs> and Shimon Peres was there. It was. Uh, I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. He doesn't. Never mind. I won't. Israeli <laughs> peace advocate. Right. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Sounds, sounds a lot more interesting than what I than what I do on a day to day basis. I have to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, it was. Yum 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 yum. That's what they say at the at the gym. The old guys. I go to this gym. There's this guy named Rafi, and they're like, Rafi, echata. He's like, Baruch Hashem, yum yum. <laughs> I mean, that means t- taking life day by day. For those that are not clear, day, but day. Yum yum day 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 day, 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 day. It's it's the only way because whatever, however we want to describe it. But at the end of the day, we're all we're all basically have sunk to a gritty life of subsistence in Israel. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I just feel like you're a bit more. Tra- I mean, you're, I'm, you're, a bit, you're a bit more. You're, I'm doing really well. Yeah, I'm, as I'm, a student. I'm thriving. I recorded a podcast this morning, uh, dissecting the latest B2B uh, thought leadership research study by Edelman, positioning myself as a thought leader just because I'm thriving so much. And you're making me think right now, man. Yeah. There you go. Well, the idea with thought leadership <laughs> is actually that you don't have to think; we'll think for you. Oh, it's communism. You're saying? Yes. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I have no idea what thought leadership actually is. Um, so thought leadership. Yeah, I'm talking about bidets, though. You were talking about bidets. Bidet. 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 Anyway. Thoughts? No, no have thoughts. You, I think you, they're great. Have you run out of material? Um. Well, did you want to ask this question? No, uh, we didn't run out of material. No, we absolutely not. I think run this out one of is more is more up your up your alley. Mm, indeed. Um. Your 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 musical output, Ali. So firstly, we need to uh, we need to discuss. Uh, you have a big upcoming gig. It's it's huge. Okay. <laughs> you were saying this is like kind of some kind of a breakthrough for you. Um, it's uh, it's definitely the first gig I've had in in quite some time. That's a breakthrough of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, it's just a normal gig uh, at the same place that I usually play my gigs uh, at Bezarabia. We could talk about Bezarabia. Yeah, We'd love I think to talk we've about got Bezarabia. some stories about. We could segue into uh, the uh, the underground, authentic underground uh, Bezarabia. That's their tagline. Yeah, it's important. It's important also to point out because I don't think Bezarabia is going to get any organic. Is it Bezar? Is Bezarabia? No one knows. Bezarabia. Well, think about how would a Russian Bessarabia. say it. Um, um, Bezarabia. How would a Russian say it? Yeah. 
Bezerra. You know what? Last time I was there, I actually asked Bezerra. them, and I don't remember what they said. <laughs> it's because it's probably like, yeah, Bezerra. Bezerabia. 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 I think it's Bezerabia. Isn't Bezerabia uh, Siberia in Hebrew? So Bezerabia is actually Wait, a place. Bezerabia. It's actually a place. Uh, somewhere in in that area. Bezerabia is a place yeah. or Serbia? No, Serbia is. Yeah. Uh, but also Bessarabia is also like a place. It's mm-hmm. like a, a form of Soviet stronghold. I was gonna say, say stronghold, but I don't think I don't think so because mm-hmm. we don't really none none of us know what this place is. And uh, yeah, you know, although we're American, we didn't get any education yeah, on the world. This this although this is true. I mean, we know we're Ukraine, Ukraine, right? Czechoslovakia, Poland, uh, East Germany. Mm-hmm. West Germany, not West Germany. West Germany. Oh, was... we're talking about Soviet. Yeah, we're Soviet. Talk... Sorry, I didn't. I didn't catch I've been that. listening to uh, uh, the Gulag Archipelago. Oh, Ben, thank you for your. Ben's our research assistant. We have him on slash producer slash recording slash artist. producer slash. Yeah, we just have two Bens on staff. One's the. We just pay. Oh, it's okay. So, I can't say I can. I know where it's pronounced. I know how it's pronounced by mm-hmm. this, but it's it's a historical region in Eastern Europe. Ooh. Bounded by the Dniester River on the east and the Prut River on the west, about two-thirds of Bessarabia lies within modern-day Moldova, with the Ukrainian Bujak region covering... Okay, this is so not interesting. Oh, although some... I've heard about the Oblast, something with the Oblast. I don't know. Thank you for your help, It's, a, pl- it's a place. Moldova is but- <clears throat> interesting. I'm sure they do some of that weird, uh, hostile-esque activity. Yeah, have know. you heard that... Um, what it, That... Um, Never mind, I forgot what they're called. What? That um I'm fascinated. The people I... that used to do pogroms. Oh, the Cossacks. Yeah, the Cossacks. There's a huge comeback apparently. Wonderful. <laughs> I know, I'm feeling great about it. Listen, that's where we came from, country. you know. Come on, look at our skin. Yeah. Sorry. So Bissarabia, however it's pronounced, it's this underground Russian bar in Jerusalem. And by underground doesn't mean that it's an underground bar. It's literally underground. It's literally underground. It's yeah. got it's got. I, I, I'm surprised that place actually passes any kind. There must be some sort of health and safety legislation in Hebrew. It's got no. It's got no. It's got no no light. It's the most dystopian place. I I'm I'm a pretty. He likes dystopia. I like this. I like that. Scotland, I like that word. You? I'm I'm a pretty clean living guy. I don't I don't do drugs except for alcohol and coffee. But when I was there watching your gig in Basarabia, the combination of the low lighting conditions, the neon Pokemon on the wall, <laughs> your weird act with your fate with your mask. It kind of positioned me. I don't know. Could it have been the horseradish vodka? Because they sell all this weird vodka there as well. Mm-hmm. But it kind of, if alcohol has ever had a kind of psychosis inducing effect on me, it was then. I remember it was, it was a strange, it, it's a very, very bizarre place. And it's not going to get any, we have to just describe what it is because let's face it, no one's, no one is going to find Basari B on TripAdvisor or Booking.com. No, I, I would, I would. Word, word of mouth. I mean, yeah, there's probably like a lot of word of mouth. I believe you had uh, you had a fight with someone with a chair at that gig. I have video. Wait, uh, Dan did? Yeah, Dan was oh, sitting in a chair. This woman was dancing and uh, she kept on moving the chair. Yeah, that sounds like me. And uh, Dan was just... Uh, I was annoyed by her. You're being slightly belligerent. Interesting. Any, um, any other Bessarabia stories? I mean, any other? I mean, we've had we've had good times there. Um, how did it even start? I don't even know how it started, but I uh, just, uh, Genya, I just asked Genya. Genya is the, the, is the manager, propri- right? the proprietor. Mm-hmm. He's, he's an incredible human being. He just is like super artistic and, um, 
think he works at also the Jerusalem Theater, like oh. the like the the B side theater. There's like a bunch of it's like a smaller theater, and he does stuff over there. Uh, in any case, so I start playing over there, and uh, he liked it because the Russians really dig what I do. Israelis don't really get it so much, uh, but but everyone else, well, just Russians and and my drunk friends and and what what is it that you do? <laughs> what is it that I do? First of all, pl- this your this this musical outfit that you're playing yes. at the moment mm-hmm. is called Mazgan. Mazgan, yeah. So Mazgan. Um, so when I was in Cleveland, I was in this band, and I and I kind of at, at the time. I, I, I wanted to start my own band, but I didn't have anyone, so I got a loop pedal, right, to build my own music, and I started my own band with myself. It was called Virgin Lungs at the time, and I wrote a bunch of songs, and uh, and then I used to go out and play these shows with my friend Johnny Habu. Johnny Habu, shout out. Uh, Johnny Habu and the Rebel Salmon, because we were rebel because we went with the flow. Oh. Um, and uh, we used to do re- like uh, crazy shenanigans on stage. Like we'd we'd come up with these weird. This one, okay. So the first time I wore the mask was in Kent, Ohio. We had this idea that we were gonna do a boxing, a wrestling match, but it was gonna be a concert. So like we would be playing our songs, but they would be like, "You're stupid," blah 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 blah. And we both wore like wrestling outfits. And it was a terrible, and we had a friend holding up the numbers, you know, oh like God, round one, two, and it was terrible. It was a terrible, musically, it was a terrible gig. Performance-wise, it was incredible. Didn't and, um, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young write a song about that in Kent, Ohio? Yeah, they did. Four did in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, that, it was that fight that they were. It, it was specifically that. The, the highlight of that evening was when some kid left and said, you guys suck dick. <laughs> we were like, all right, we've made an impact. We've made an impact on the youth, and that's what's important with art is to just <laughs> is to just affect people. Um, that has been that's been the, the the greatest thing anyone's ever said about my art. There's no there's no there's no such thing as bad feedback. So, Ellie, um, so how how how's how's that to deal with? I mean, basically being because you know I was kind of asking you before what's your repertoire of clients? Um, what is your do? Is it a repertoire or a, what do you mean repertoire? <laughs> a stable of clients like uh, just this r- clients what are you talking about clients <laughs> audience gig gig venues ah oh yeah so uh, the Hebrew thing is a kind of a, is a big deal you know I guess Wait, what, so I, what do you do though I, that, I, that only Russians get it and that oh it's just being weird I think but um I mean listen I played Shon Chorov uh, which is happening this month Whoa. Every, every Monday which was really good that was like a goal of mine was to be like oh like let me play show and call if all these motherfuckers they think that they're blah 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 super artistic and I'll wear a mask and, and get naked in front of people and Anyways, yeah. So Shon Kharf is a Jerusalem like street music festival. Would you say call it that? It's like performance. It's, a, it's, it's a, not just music. It's not just music. Oh, there's like performance that. art and there's art installations and it's basically just like a part of the uh, um, the city's way of of creating interesting things so that you yeah, young it's people a very stay. it's a very typical Jerusalem event. It's quite family friendly and it's not very interesting. Wow, damn. but it's free. I believe you you're dystopian, man. Like I mean. Yeah. I just, I just, I just had to throw that in there. Um, you don't enjoy it. I've, I've been it before. It's all right. No, it's all right. I, it is all right. So it is all right. I'm saying it's not, it's, part, not, it's not a wild party, but it's a. Uh, it's but like I've a, been there, and the, the music was not so family friendly. I thought it was like more 
more. Ellie's what? Ellie is not a family friendly act. That has to be said firstly. So let's actually talk about nudity because we actually we touched upon the topic. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm not such a friendly family friendly act. I, I I sing about things. I swear, and 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 my most popular song is a song about sex called Sex, and uh and I I play uh, mostly naked, uh, half naked for the most part. But I did have to play a family friendly show once uh, over Sukkot at Beer Bazaar, and I was like, they're like, we want you to play. I was like, do you know what I do? <laughs> they're like, yeah, we saw your stuff on youtube it's great it's just play i was like okay they saw your stuff on youtube are you on are you on or have you been featured on any other video sharing platforms yes it's funny you should say that dan yeah, uh, sure. Genia, so genya made my, a video for me for the video the song sex which you could find on youtube uh mazgan sex and basically the premise behind it was he found all these 8-bit uh porn video games from the late 80s early 90s and uh, put me in front of a green screen, and so it's me superimposed <laughs> on 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 uh, eight bit porn uh, video games, which you know, like I think is funny, but also at the same time, like my dad, for for instance, like see what happens is is like I I do I live my life, and then I get calls from my sister saying, Ellie, what are you doing? What are you putting on Facebook? And I'm like, what are you talking about? What's what's that sex video? Yeah. Abba's gonna see it. He's gonna lose his shit. I'm like, you know what? 32 years old I think I, you know he doesn't have to look if he doesn't want to you know and so he got I, yeah I got a call from him later he's like Ellie what's the sex video on Facebook I'm like well it's not it's not exactly a sex video it's a song called sex and you know just just don't look at it man just don't look we need to get back to the very important question of porn video games right who'd have thunk <laughs> Who'd have thunk that that I had no idea? Did Atari make that? Like who? I, I would have to ask Genya, but uh, I mean, it's yes. He told me that concept, and I was kind of like, I'm on the verge of like, I really, you know, it's a good thing I'm wearing a mask. I don't necessarily want to be associated w with that sort of, but at the same time, I kind of do because it's it's uh, I like living on the borderline uh, mm. and pushing limits. Good plug. Um, and at the same time, he's like, Ellie, I have this great idea, 8-bit eight eight porno video games with you. And I'm like, that sounds ridiculous, uh, but I can't wait to see it. Do you and know how video, like, what's the, how does it work? Like, you're on your joystick or whatever, and, oh, you're, the, the video and you're trying to nail the other person? What? How does that Oh, who knows? Who knows what those video games are all about? Porn I mean, like... video games. Can you imagine? It's, it's probably like a... a like, uh, I mean, I want to say like masturbating with a thorn bush and then finding modern day sex toys and being like, oh, wow, mm. this is so much more fun than the thorn bush. <laughs> so much less blood. And anyways, uh, I mean, that, that's <laughs> OK. That's uh, that that's something I think um, is very uh, admirable about about you, that you you come from a pretty traditional background. So I don't come from a traditional background, tr traditional religious background. But, you know, you, you obviously do. Um, and you've gone on this very, you know, you've gone from that path into kind of shooting porn videos in an underground Russian bar and then kind of just being very comfortable with your parents' discomfort. Uh, how, you know, how, 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 do you, how do you deal with that? It's not really a deal. It's been going on my entire life, man. It's not a recent thing. thing. How, how do they deal with that? Uh, so, so actually, we, you know, uh, my dad was just here. Uh, my dad learns Dafyomi. Uh, which is the the tractate, you know, the page a day. He's finished it a bunch of times, and he does this thing where he learns in the mirror yeshiva in Meisharim for a week. And uh, he came, and he's going through some 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 stuff 
with his parents and it's making him like chill out a lot because he's having to deal with things and he doesn't it's like the first time he's dealing with kind of like his parents being annoying and he's having to find it he started like meditating my mom's like i was meditating i'm like whoa next thing you're gonna tell me is like he's eating mushrooms and wearing birkenstocks man i was like hell is freezing over it and it's great so anyways we had this whole conversation and he and he's like listen i just have to tell you i hate i hate the things that you put on facebook they upset me so much and I'm like, all right, you know I'm not going to stop doing it. He's like, I know you're not going to stop doing it, but I just have to say, I just have to get it out. And I was like, you know that you don't you don't have to go on Facebook and look at my Facebook. He's like, I know. He's like, I do it, and then I get upset, and I tell your mother, and you know what she tells me? She, I was like, she tells you not to go on my Facebook page. She's like, yeah, it's my fault. I'm <laughs> like, wow, this is huge. What's going on here, man? We're growing up together. All right. And then we go S- skipping. Sounds like you have the- a healthy dynamic. Thank the Lord. We, uh, yeah, things are, things are great, but we've always, it's always, I know how to push his buttons. He knows how to push my buttons. So, uh, so that's not the first time, uh, and it, it won't be the last. It has nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? It's just, I'm just doing my thing. It just is what it is. It just is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's putting your gloves in the ring. It's like putting, <laughs> your, putting your hat on a rabbit, you know, you just gotta yeah swing, swing for the, for the hip mountains and the hill trees. Truth. <laughs> Has, um, hashtag. You, you've recently sure. gone down a spiritual path, a more spiritual path. Uh, how did you get into it? Tell us about that. Ooh, okay. Oh, uh, so, um, well, I mean, yeah. I, I've gotten into meditation a lot more than I, than I ever have before. Uh, and I did a Vipassana 10-day retreat, all silent, uh, in, the, uh, in the tradition of Asen uh, Gwenka. Uh, yeah. Which is, is kind of like the most intense version, apparently, that I, I've learned now. And I kind of like it that way. I kind of like really intense things. And so it's basically sitting for like eight hours a day, not moving, and just following your breath, and sitting through the pain, and not talking, and eating uh, vegan food for, mm. for 10 days. Um, and, and you're it, not supposed to make eye contact, No right? eye contact even. No eye Crazy. contact even. Insane. It was it was it was kind of uh, nice for me because I'm somewhat of an introvert and I and and for as much as I like I like people and I like performing I don't I like I like the fact that everyone's like it's so hard not to talk to people I'm like that was actually my favorite my favorite part was like <laughs> I don't have to look people in the that's, eye that's why I did it <laughs> yeah it was like ten days thank God afterwards I had such anxiety because everyone got like the second they started talking again everyone started getting into their groups you know they're like oh oh find the people my people my and then i was like oh i'm alone on the grass <laughs> this is really painful i didn't learn anything in these past 10 days you did it here in israel in israel yeah at um and uh what is it kibbutz deganya deganya yeah one of the original og kibbutzes yeah, i think it is the original the, I, I think that oh it's they're, disputed they're, it's disputed it's definitely, Obviously. definitely it's disputed. We live in Israel, Middle East, so just uh, yeah, dispute. Pin, pinned it. Is that is that pinging? Is it pinging when you do that for people on WhatsApp? We're like, where's my? Where are you? Let me. Oh, let drop, me, drop a pin. I'm dropping. I'm pinging. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like my dad or something. I know. I did it. I am doing that. I like doing that. I like getting into dad mode. Because I also, I am pretty ignorant about these things, but also at the same time, it's like, you know, once someone tells you about it, like, you know, it's not, you can't that be that ignorant, you know? Yeah. So, but it's just fun to... Wait, so tell us more about the, uh, do you have a spirit, a daily spiritual practice? Uh, so, you... yeah. So after that, their whole thing is like doing an hour in the morning, doing an hour at night. Hour is a really long time. Uh, so I don't do that, but I try to do... Um, 
so for a while I was I was doing like at least 20 minutes and um, then I stopped doing that and I started going to the gym a bunch recently like this is like recent recent and I was like oh gym that's what, where it's at and then I, but then I was like getting on the bus and wanting to kill everyone and I was mm. like what where's this you know just like nice old ladies who are going too effing slow yeah and I was just like ah, Bubby I'm gonna push you into moving traffic and I was like where's this coming from and I was like oh that's right I'm neglecting my my inner uh, uh, whatever it is you work know? yeah my inner Maybe. work yeah inner work definitely Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing that, uh, highly recommended and it's been, uh, it, it has, it has bore fruits. Yeah. You see, I, I said, I said, I said when you came into the, um, Ben's new studio that you, that you seemed edgy, but, uh, you've kind of settled in. I might even be edgier. I'm just like, it's more, more hidden, you know? I understand. Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that ends that podcast i'm just joking we're in it we have a few more oh i, was gonna say. I, I have a question oh ben has a question oh, this is unprecedented ben the question. research assistant okay? slash question. sound engineer question. please come to the mic we can get okay. more into that uh my my question is what is your persona exactly what is the mask who is mong's gone okay yes how did we not touch on this great question point. ben um i was uh ben wallach of ben wallach uh, music.com Find him on Facebook, Make- Instagram, and Twitter. No, probably not Twitter. No, I don't do Twitter anymore, but BenWallach.com. Ben, ben BenWallach.com. Phenomenal, a bass guitarist. Ben, well. Yeah, Ben the Bass is, is his name. So anyways, to answer Ben's question, Mazgan. So Mazgan was birthed from, I had a, a, a Mexican wrestling mask that I put pom-poms on, and I said to myself, oh, okay, I got to figure out something to do with this. I, I want to do something like, there's this band called Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt is a, is a duo band, noise rock band from uh, Rhode Island. Really great. And they and uh, the the drummer wears like this mask thing to or whatever and and I always like bands that wear masks and stuff like that. I always thought it was fun, and and to play wacky punk rock music. Uh, and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna call myself Mazgan, because Mazgan sounded like a cool word, which means air conditioning in in uh, English. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna be Mazgan, rock and roll superstar, motivational speaker. Oh, the Mazgan is the motivational speaker. Yeah. So the whole premise of it was like going to be this it basically kind of what I did in Cleveland, where it was like performance art, but also music at the same time. And it was a way to do like everything that I do on stage. So it's like it's like part music, part performance art, part comedy uh, and all wrapped up to one and then the motivational speaker thing never really uh, happened <laughs> didn't take off i didn't take off i tried doing it last time but like that that's it was like supposed to be one of those things where it's just like any you guys can do it you guys can, you know andrew wk you're familiar with andrew w i'll say we yes, like but... to party hard party hard no oh this sounds familiar keep he going was like, he was like big big in the early 2000s had a uh, album cover with blood coming out of his nose they had to like anyways point is he was like this rock and roll dude and then he became a motivational speaker he's like hey you could do it yeah everyone's great and i was like i like that i want to do that too because it's just it's funny and it's also true you know yeah um so, so in any case yeah so i so i uh so i had like my first gig and uh um I was put in the Jerusalem Post. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> with my when? Ma- with my my mask, uh, and uh, and never had having performed at that point in in Jerusalem, and it was just very funny. Uh, and I was like <laughs> wearing like Trumpledore clothing That's stuff, right. so it was like lederhosen and a leather jacket I've with been a cowboy for, hat for, on for Jerusalem. Real lederhosen for so long. 
they had a pair of real they were real with cowboy boots and it was like and I was on the cover Amazing. of uh, Jerusalem Post so it was a oh. yeah it was a highlight and it also kind of showed like the the baseline that the Jerusalem Post is kind of working with the, like you know yeah <laughs> who wrote that article for you oh uh, Ariel uh, Hendelman Hendelman yeah my old neighbor she's shout great. out she's great she because I was in a bunch of bands at that time she's like you're in all these bands like. I want to write a story, and I, and part of me was like, nah, maybe now's not the time because I haven't really done anything. But at the same time, like, it may never happen, so I'll just go for it. Wait, but you were a traveling musician. With your biggest, your biggest project was probably Genome, right? So at this point, it was. I I went on one tour before with Johnny Habu. We went to Colorado. Uh, we went on this this uh, road trip tour, quote unquote, and and like the whole thing was that we didn't really have anything planned so much. We played like a bunch of house parties. Uh, like punk punk dive houses or what are they called yeah, punk houses and then open mic nights we'd go to like these comedy open mic nights uh and we were listening to william shatner's autobiography the entire time and william shatner's like the secret of my success was always saying yes so throughout the entire trip you know, the, entire, the entire trip we're just like yes 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 and then the last night in denver we're playing this open mic night and we play, and then these the, the these two drunk girls start talking to us, and and Johnny at the time had a girlfriend. I didn't have a girlfriend, but this girl was very drunk, like beyond at this point what would would be considered consensual, having any kind of consensual thought in her brain. And she started pinching my nipples at the bar. She gave you a purple nipple. <laughs> she kept on twisting my nipples, and I was like, uh. This is kind of weird, but it's kind of nice. And like I kept on saying that to her, and then the bartender was like, "She's like, oh, I'm sure you like." That. I was like, "I don't know what's going on. This is really strange, but awesome at the same time." And then the bartender's like, "Oh, I guess uh, I don't know. He made some kind of comment about the fact that his nipples weren't being pinched or something like that." I don't know. It was it was a really bizarre evening and there was the one time she's like oh she's like why don't you come with with me and and let's go party or something like that and i was very uncomfortable and this was the first time that trip i said no i was like no uh i was like johnny you want to you don't want to he's like you can do whatever you want i was like you're not helping me all right uh no i don't want and, and i kind of and then we went to and then we ended up in like wyoming i think wyoming was like the next date or something and uh I don't necessarily. Oh, that's hilarious. That's right. And in the, that was that was the Boston Marathon bombing, right? Pressure cooker. There was a pressure cooker bomb at the Boston Marathon. Remember? But you oh, were yeah. in Colorado. Okay, but it was that summer. Oh, got it. Okay. And we had this. Uh, our our equipment was like spray painted gold and silver, and it and it had the Rebel Salmon symbol, which was a salmon head with a communist uh, with a like a Che Guevara like uh, hat mm. with a mug and dove it on it. Right, that was our sign. So it looked like a, a anti-fascist whatever. So we're in the parking lot at the Wyoming Welcome Center, Iowa Welcome Center, and state police, I'm in the car, he's in, uh, and Johnny's inside, state police, state patrol come knocking on the door, they're like, is this your car? <laughs> we're like, yeah. They're like, oh, are you the driver of this car? I was like, no. Like, we've uh, we got a call that the, 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 there's suspicious material in your trunk that you may have a uh, pressure cooker bomb in your trunk. Uh-oh. They're like, no, it's just, uh, this is just our equipment, we're in a, we're in a rock band. They're like, oh, okay, all right, because uh, someone, uh, someone was like uh, peering into our window as we slept during the night and called the state patrol saying that we had a pressure cooker bomb, like the uh, Boston Marathon people. All right. Um, and then we went to Fairfield, Iowa. Wow, that trip. I, we're going on such such a tangent right now. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, Fairfield, Iowa is, is in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. It's a small city, but it is the center of transcendental meditation in the United States of oh, America. No yeah. 
and also the home of the Vintage Video Game Hall of Fame. Bring it all back! Sort of. We could. We sex could bring video games. Yeah, sex video games. Um, and rock and roll. And we played some festival there. Uh, yeah. So, okay, so, but then you... <laughs> I was asking you about genome oh right so then Gino, so that was my first tour ever and then so genome prize joined genome project uh two three years ago at this point and that was like they so if, for those who don't know genome project is israel's premier live tronica band uh, also the only but marketing is nine tenths of the law wouldn't you say dsr holdings mm. anyways i joined that band and they they actually had like uh the tours like real like venues and getting paid and stuff like that set up and they, they had a whole fan base because i was i was uh second drummer in the band so i so i had two months they were going on tour and they're like hey man the uh the other drummer he's going back to america we need another drummer and i was like yeah fuck it i'll do it and i had two months to learn all their stuff and i spent i was like uh it was one of the first times in my life where i was like kind of stuck myself in a situation that i couldn't get out of and i just practice 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 and then went on tour and it was really cool uh and uh we went on like three tours that summer it was really intense and uh and sort of uh it was interesting it was an interesting experience yeah we can get into it but all right should we do the plug or oh well i'm actually yeah we do probably we probably should mention at some point a quick sponsor message but before we do that maybe ellie would be curious to know what kind of material because you're such an interesting Guy, the mask, you, Ali. What do you like to read? What's on your bookshelf? Uh, so, oh, so um, I've been fascinated by the Trump administration. Uh, I think that Donald Trump not only has one of the finest complexions <laughs> of all the presidents of the United States, he also, I think, is the beginning to a uh, end of the world prophecy uh, coming mm -hmm. into fruition. <laughs> I don't know if that's helpful. So he, would you say right. he's bringing about the Messiah? I would say that he's he's playing a part. You know, the guy just doesn't give an F. In any case, a lot of people think that there's a connection between him and ancient history. <laughs> I think it's, so this I think book it's, that you've been reading. I think it's just funny because this is a kind of book that could only emerge from... <laughs> I'm just thinking. I, I, at first, I don't know what book you're talking about, but it's, it's the kind of thing that could only emerge <laughs> from someone living in Israel, right? I would think from a robot page, Hamish. Yeah, I would, I would assume so. Wait, are we talking about the same book? This is a major coincidence. Are we talking about Titus to Trump? I've heard about this book. Uh, I don't know exactly the name, but I do know that it's doing the rounds in the English-speaking community. That could ring a bell. Um, but anyway. Uh, oh, I good. see. It's not like a prophetic thing. It's more of just like talking about the geopolitical landscape of uh, when back then and then now and how is it It's kind of the same or it's different and it's... Uh, History repeats itself, maybe. It's maybe. on. It's, it's, on um, it's on. It's on Amazon. You said, I think, Christ. It's an ebook on Amazon. We actually used okay. to buy ebooks as well. We didn't get into that, but uh, oh, really? I, I have history in uh, ebook purchasing. Of, okay, uh, this is good to know, actually. Uh, uh, romance novels on. You would. You can imagine how many different kinds of interesting romance novel ebooks yeah, exist. Yeah, I'm sure. Amazon. Let me let me tell you something. Writing a book is very difficult. So I've heard. <laughs> I've I've not attempted because I don't like doing hard things. Mm. Are you ready for light your lightning round questions? Although I'm running a marathon at the end of next month, 
twentieth. Be there. Oh, hey, cool. The Jewish marathon with an ambulance. Full full marathon. <laughs> We're doing a full marathon. Accident, Mind accident. over matter. Uh, basically, I signed up and then I went on YouTube looking for videos how to run a marathon with, <laughs> with no training. There's plenty of videos on there. I'm ready to go. Amazing. That's You're ready. Cool. Yes, uh, methamphetamines apparently is the is the key. Mm. You can't feed your legs. <laughs> no, that's not true. But uh, the bottom line is, yeah, you know, mind over matter, yeah. guys. All right. So we'll, we'll start with uh, what is your biggest pet peeve? Lightning round. Ooh, when people say you're welcome before you say thank you. They do that in Hebrew all the time because it's bavakasha. It means please and you're welcome. It's oh, so that's, annoying. It's, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. What's your? <laughs> apparently, we've we've tapped onto your biggest pet peeve, possibly. <laughs> um, maybe. I I just it it. I don't know if it's a pet peeve, but I, it happens in Hebrew all the time. It seems like, yeah, it's kind of, it. it's kind of condescending. Yeah. Mm. What? Hey, what? What is your favorite drug? Uh, my favorite drug? Uh, caffeine. Nice mm-hmm. answer. Good call. Do you, you said you drink coffee out of a cocktail shaker? Uh, no, uh, although I've heard that, that we are only getting half of the caffeine when we brew it. 48%, f- 52% of the caffeine. Any brew method, doesn't matter whether we're talking about Turkish coffee, filter coffee, drink coffee, is locked up in the bean. The water only extracts 48%. That means if you consume the whole coffee grind, you will be doubling the caffeine. Wait, you drink the coffee with the grinds? Uh, firstly, if anyone, anyone wants to know about the new revolutionary way to brew coffee that will turn the coffee industry on its head, they're very welcome to check out my post on Medium uh, and on my personal website, danielrosehill.co.il. It's called, Cock- if you look for, um, <laughs> if you look for cocktail shaker coffee, I, I think you'll find it pretty quickly, but it's, it's on those sources. Look me up on Medium or whatever. So yes, essentially you take... You take your coffee, so it's double the caffeine. So if you're used to one tablespoon, Nina's laughing, of coffee, use half. I'm telling you, this stuff's pushed push me into like panic attack territory. If you if you overdose in this, sounds it's terrible. terrible. Yeah, it sounds terrible. Get, Shout get out to one of my role models, Roland Griffiths, who used to study uh, caffeine, mm. but now studies psychedelic drugs. Water, shake, shake in the fun. cocktail shaker and you just drink it what, while the coffee's all in suspension and I just drink that straight up. Wow. Yeah, it's powerful. I mean, I'm basically just giving people the key to un- unlock their productivity. <laughs> their, their bowels? I mean, like, do you have, like, explosive shits afterwards? That sounds like a terrible idea. It's inappropriate for the air. Uh. <laughs> All right. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, just kidding. <laughs> That's a good answer. Okay. If you were incarnate, reincarnated as some plant or animal, what would it be? Ooh, I would say tortoise, but like I wonder if tortoises get bored. They like live forever. They go really slow. Potentially true. Yeah. Maybe the lettuce that a tortoise eats, and then I'd become a a tortoise by proxy. (sighs) Mind blown. So your friend who studies psychedelics? I mean, not my friend. I wish. Um, Roland Griffiths. Roland Griffiths. He's like a sixty-year-old man, doing great. He's killing it. Uh, what do you regard as the lowest depth of misery? Uh, the lowest depth of misery is ooh a a a uh, a um um a f- the fast express version of the seventy four bus uh on a rainy winter's day where all the windows are closed and it's super stuffed. Did that just happen to you? And the driver doesn't know how to drive. 
Because I, that, I too, that, was on the 74. No, it was not that bad, but I, I haven't taken buses in a long time. I take the train because I live in Kiryat Moshe, and I took a bus yesterday, and I was just like, it was in a great mood, and then just like the jostling, the jostling, and then I got really angry, and I was like, whoa, I'm getting so irritable just be, by being jostled. Like, what's this jostling? Mm. Why am I getting so angry? I agree. I think buses are very, Jewish and buses are very unsettling on one side. Firstly, besides, besides the whole jostling fact, they're overpacked. Um, they're not good experiences. They're not. They're not conducive to wellness. No. All right. <laughs> the train, however, it, the train is quite nice. Yeah, the train is so. Oh, such a game changer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love watching people on the on the train. Every like, I go in the morning just staring at people, just looking sad, going going to their jobs. <laughs> Sometimes I'm the sad one. You know, we all take turns. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I think it's your turn. Oh, what sound? Do you love and what sound do you hate? Or noise. Um noise. I, um I like the sound like in microphones like that. Oh, oh, some of my favorite sounds of all time is the sound of like uh, of uh, leather sh- shoes on on like um asphalt or like cement where it's like crunchy and it's like or like horseshoes on gravel. Mm-hmm. Fucking love that sound. Nice. Uh what other sound do I like? Um and you are a trained audio engineer, it's, right? It's a uh, foley, right? It's, it's called foley. Mm. And um, like the catheter, foley. How do you know about foley catheters? I've seen every episode of House NER. That's funny. I used to work in a medical supply warehouse, and uh, that's how I learned about foley catheters. Yeah, and colostomy bags. I avoid. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, that was an education. <laughs> You're saying what? That is what, and it collects what? Oh my God! Being a human is gross. Yeah. Anyways, especially when it's outside you. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure that could be interesting once you kind of like settle in. I hope none of us ever have to experience that. I'm in. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Moving on. Last question. Aw, these were fun. Yeah. What turns you on besides Purple Nurples by Drunk Women? Uh, You know, I kind of wonder what would have happened. But it it seems like, anyways, uh, what turns me on? Ooh, you know what turns me on? I was watching that salt, f- fat, uh, acid heat, acid heat, and she's and she's eating cheese, and she eats the cheese, and she's like, "I'm gonna cry. This cheese is so good." I felt so warm and tingly mm. when she said that. I was like, "I've eaten cheese that's been that good too. That's awesome. I love people who are passionate about shit, and they're just like, "I'm gonna cry after I eat this good cheese." Like, what? You love cheese so much, you're going to cry? That's fucking amazing. <laughs> and we have one one final question in the round. What is the best book you read in the last month? Um, I've been listening to books a lot. Uh, the Gulag Archipelago. <laughs> oh, the Gulag Archipelago. The Gulag Archipelago. It's pretty depressing and it's, it's kind of repetitive. It's yeah. kind of like, and then Novorosky got uh, put in and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But I do have some really good uh, like things. Atomic Habits by James Clear. That was a great one as well. If you're Uh-oh. looking to get into habits, but uh, I think that the most influential to my life and to my everyday existence has to, has to be from Titus to Trump. Not only does it sound what is what are those called when it's like a ta, 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 ta. Uh, alliteration. Uh, it's not only is it a great alliteration, they actually look fairly similar. Although Trump has a body. Cool. Yeah, they do people, actually look weirdly similar. Yeah, and you said people can find that on Amazon.com they can in ebook and paperback e- format. Ebook and well, yeah, Eddie. If people want to find you online, where can they go? So I have a Facebook page. 
www.facebook.com <laughs> forward slash forward slash Ellie Chavez. That's E L I S C H A B as in boy E S. Uh, in this country, Shabbat. We could have gotten into that as well. Oh, oh um, yeah. And your and your time in India. You actually got to have a lot of. A, you, oh, we have so much shit. Rich repository oh, of stories. All right. Well, we'll bring you back for. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. There and uh, oh, on Instagram, I got many pages. Check them out. Uh, there's Ellie Ellie Shabbos. Then there's dog uh, dog shit of J Town. Oh, we didn't even get to talk dog, about that. Dog shit of J Town, which is uh, it's like humans of New York, except that it's dog shit. No one picks it up here, so I put googly eyes on it. And each dog shit. Has a story. Uh, then, then there is. <laughs> I didn't know that there's stories. There's stories, to it. <laughs> yeah. Because, because it's like humans in New York. It's dog right. shit of J. Dog shit of J Town. Check it out. It's pretty gross. I thought it would go viral, but then I realized that no one wants dog shit on their feed. Um, but there's, it's still going strong. It's still going strong. Well, it's not going strong. It's going. You know, it's the internet. It'll never die. So it's kind of. Are you still posting to it? No, not as much. Not at all. Okay. Last thing is, should we? Are there any, do you have any other websites? Yes, yes, there's one more. Uh, the other one is called Opinions Are Like Assholes. It's opinions, uh, space, R, the letter R, not A-R-E, that was taken, like assholes. And that is uh, just uh, uh, illustrations of butts farting opinions. So, and actually, wh- where is that? That's also on Instagram. Ah, okay. Uh, that's uh, I started that about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's an idea I've had for a while. I just had to ha- just had to get. I just had to be the first, so I had to get it out there. I kind of stopped it. But if anyone has suggestions for opinions, it's very difficult to come up with them on the spot. So opinions just, underscore. Ooh, let me check it out. I'm gonna check it out because I'm I'm not I'm not the best at really uh, being on top of. I need someone who's really into marketing. Um, that, uh, Nina, while Ellie's checking that out, do we have anybody to thank for this podcast? Uh, we want to thank uh, Yaakov Greenspan of Vermont Bitchemish for his generous contribution. And if people do want to sponsor an episode themselves, we can find us online at borderlinerspod.com. I believe there there's a contact form there where people can get in touch. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, I, and t- tell us about your gig. When's your gig? Uh, 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 oh, and uh, I have a gig November 27th at Bezor. February. <laughs> Did I say November? (laughs) Man, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. Okay, his gig is February 27th. We like to book in advance. I'm going on tour. Literally make a baby and have it by then. Yeah. Uh, That is actually, so that sounds like a a good, like, nine month plan. Oh my God, Um, so good. Yeah, uh, February, February 27th, this this coming Thursday. uh, Bezarabia with Mad Pill. Uh, uh, they're a uh, saxophone duo, uh, a lot of fun, um, and um, it'll probably start start late. Um, opinions underscore R, the letter R underscore like underscore assholes <laughs> on on Instagram. Please like it. All right. Um, it's and, amazing that no one's taken that yet. So I'm, someone I'm did a, Someone did A R E. Someone did the no way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they. Let's see what kind of shit they got going uh, on with the underscores in between too. Well, the underscores are actually just spaces. Apparently, whenever you do a space in in Instagram, are like assholes. Opinions Israel. Oh, opinions Israel. Interesting. Okay, are like. <laughs> okay. okay, Dan, do you want to describe what, what you're li- what you're hey, seeing it's, right it's now? Too, it's it's too it's too crude. What? It's too crude for my taste. What's crude? Which one? What are we talking about? America, yeah. I just stopped. Oh no, you know what? It's a hashtag. Oh no, here we go. Controversy and truth bombs. What really? Who's this guy? Who's this joke? He's a joke. 
Who's this joke? Oh, I can't. I don't get good service because this is a very isolated studio that we are in. Thank you, Ben the Bass. Thank you for listening to NPR on public uh, national no public, public radio. radio. <laughs> I think we should end here. <laughs> no, I think that would be smart. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much to Ellie Shabbos, to our producer and researcher, recording assistant, uh, Ben the Bass, and again uh, to our episode sponsor. Jakob Greenspan, thank you.